Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to Business Black Belts. Laura Hoover here with you and another fantastically new with us today, Mr. Carlos Meza, the CEO of Crowd Content. Welcome to the show. Why don't you get us started? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're doing, you know, the entire like package just right up in front. <laughs> Hi, Laura, and thanks for thanks for having me. And uh, such a pleasure to be in, in in this great podcast. So, yeah, I'm Carlos Mesa. I'm the CEO of Crowd Content. Crowd Content is a company that's been now around over a decade, and we do just great content writing. We have a, a platform that is, you know, powered by, by our proprietary tech to offer content writing um, using a network, a very broad network of freelancers and high quality writing for our clients. So businesses that need high quality content at a scale um, can come to us and create amazing, uh, amazing content. So how did this all kind of like land together? Because it is, a, it is a great service. Like when you think about how much we utilize like social media and then websites and email it's all based around text and text communication because like that's the world we live in now versus our very minimal in retrospect interactions face to face or at least verbally yeah so how how does it all so i I guess you know historically before the internet everything was okay radio television and and storytelling So storytelling is something that has always existed and will always exist. Now, with the digital world and digital marketing, uh, content has become more and more important. So now they say in in, in marketing, content is king. So we all have really great stories to tell, but we're not all great writers. And also, sometimes we just don't have the time or the infrastructure to do this properly at a scale. So if you have a lot of things to say to your audiences and your clientele, uh, but you just don't have the infrastructure, so you work with a company like ours that can augment um, that uh, capacity. And well, we know uh, how to do this efficiently, not only time-wise but also cost-wise, right? Because um, for a company, let's say a, a consumer brand um, company where their main business is uh, manufacturing packaged goods or or, or, or whatever D two C product, um, well, writing is not their expertise, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or Content marketing is not their expertise, so they can uh, partner with a company like ours. Where that, that what's that we do twenty four seven? A really great, great uh, take their ideas, their 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 stories, and and whatever message they have for their audiences, and make it into great content that can be produced, uh, you know, at high volume, but it's still being very thoughtful about uh, the, their audience and what they're trying to say, and just create create high quality content, which is is a hard thing to do when you want to do it at a scale, right? Um, so yeah. I think creating a few pieces, very, very high quality, I mean, it's doable. Creating a lot of pieces with low quality is, is also doable. But do those two things is, be, is very hard. So that's why we have a, a, a very successful business because we have figured out how to do high quality and high scale um, for clients. So you guys offer a lot of like different like blogs or ghostwriting um and, and website content and, and all of these different factions of writing. H- how did you guys start building each of those factions out? Because it's like, it's very easy to start. Like we're just going to start in this particular lane of copywriting. Yeah. But then that's different styles of writing for each different 
things. And that's, you know, that could take a completely different person to be able to write in each different lane. Exactly. So, you know, it's all in the, in the network, right? Like uh, one of the most valuable things that we have is the network of writers. And there are some writers that are specialized in uh, not only in certain types of content, but also in certain verticals. So you can have a tech writer, you can yeah. have, a, let's say, a lifestyle writer or a, um, a cooking writer, right? Doing recipes and, and, and things like that. You can have a health and fitness or just health. Right? So there are some spe- specialties by vertical. Uh, there are also specialties by type of content. So there is um, maybe great writers for very long form content, let's say ebooks, white papers, anything that is several thousand words. Or there is great, great uh, writers that are better for very short form copy, like let's say uh, product descriptions or, or very small blurbs, you know, 100 to 300 words. So um, as we have grown our network, we have kind of start giving them different badges and specialties so people can find the type of writer that they need for their specific need because or or network is a mark is a marketplace so there's a broad offering of different types of writers uh and different types of freelancers because not only writers but also editors which is an editor, uh, there's a very important distinction between a and, and a writer and even within editing there's distinction of editing right like there's proofreading and there's really editorial um kind of um, management so you know uh, uh, we have a, a a fairly nuanced platform in terms of you know finding and categorizing different freelancers and their different abilities and we have put a lot of investment into a technology to help clients discover uh, the different kind of freelancers yeah you bring up a very valid point the writers are not necessarily editors you yeah. don't necessarily need to rely on them to edit because they're Is writers it- a very different skill. Even if you're a great writer, you shouldn't be self-editing, right? It's just oh, no, yeah, never. We always we always advise clients to hey, uh, you know, get editing um, on your workflow because uh, it's just a second set of eyes and it's gonna be a much better a much better piece. Exactly. Now, how did you get into <laughs> writing and 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 this job? I, I, I think. You know, I've been I've been very very lucky and fortunate. This this job kind of found me. But uh, just to give you some some background story, I was a corporate a corporate banker for for most of my professional career. I I, I used to work for multinational banks on the corporate finance department, uh, helping companies uh, get financing or do M and A. And at some point, I just like I can't do this anymore. I don't I don't I, I really just enjoy uh, dealing with entrepreneurs so much, but I was so fascinated by, by these people. And I said, I, I want to be at the other side of the table. I was always on this side, giving them money or helping them, you know, um, do some of their projects. I think there, there's got to be more to it. Um, I don't want to be in this big wheel, being the t- a tiny mouse, like all these big banks with hundreds of thousands of employees. Uh, I don't think adding enough value or even ripping the rewards of my work. So uh, I, I definitely want to be an entrepreneur. So I decided to, you know, quit my banking job. I had two kids and one kid on the way. And my wife was like, that sounds like, sounds like the dumbest idea ever, but I'm going to support you because I love you. So, you know, kudos to her that um, that she, she she supported me through. And uh, yeah, decided to, to hang all my ties and, and raise some money and then, um, went to look for a company to buy rather than start something from scratch because I didn't know even what to what to do. So, and I very quickly I realized that tech was kind of 
um, where I wanted to be because where a lot of the opportunity was, um, growth was everywhere in, in tech, wherever you, you, you looked. Um, so yeah, we went and bought um, software company. So that got me into, into technology. So <clears throat> I ran that company for a few years. Uh, we ran into some challenges. So uh, at some point I, I stepped down and uh, while I was deciding what to do with my life, um, I, I got a call. And uh, one thing led to the other. There was this opportunity with this with crowd content. It was being acquired by a group of investors, and 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 they really wanted somebody with my profile to help them figure it out. So I came in, fell in love with the company, fell in love with the with the mar- with the content marketing industry, and here I am, uh, two and a half years later, um, you know, running a very successful content company. So what or was there a moment in time, you know? You kind of hop into, you know, this new kind of world, this entrepreneurial world that it just kind of like stuck to you. Like, yeah, this is this is something that, that's working out for me. Like, this is something I actually really enjoy. Like, I want to do more of this. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't think there is an aha moment. I don't I, I think it's it becomes very organic and it's a little little by little every day. But there might be some some moments where uh, Things where you realize, man, when, when you talk to a client and you know you're giving them something of value that they really appreciate and they say, look, I'm really, really happy with, with what you're doing for us. Those moments is where, you know, that's the reward, that's the payoff. Or when you see um, somebody in your team or your, your employees thriving and really happy because they're winning in the company uh, and they're, they're really happy with what they're doing. Those are the, 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 the things that, look, this is what this is my payout. My, my payoff, like seeing those kind of moments uh, where clients, uh, employees, or even uh, investors are, are saying, well, what you guys are doing there is very, very interesting and it's definitely adding value. I think that's, that's, that's the payout, uh, you know, comparing to my banker life. It was, it was much harder to see those, those moments when, okay, I'm, I'm making a change and I'm making an impact on somebody's life, whether it's a client, whether it's an employee, whether it's an investor, but I'm making their, their, their life a little bit better for, with, with whatever I'm doing. Um, so I think that's those, those little, those little aha moments, um, kind of when you put them all together, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, or like also seeing the, 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 the impact of changes that you make, uh, it could be immediate, could be in the same day, making a change. Yeah the impact right away when you're big of uh, when you're part of a big corporation with red tape and beer and all these structures you do this maybe you, you you work your tail off do all this work and the impact is is is, is just a rounding error right so that's when you draw that parallel uh for me there are things that i decisions i can make today and and, and i can see a big impact tomorrow uh so those are kind of the things that that uh that make it make it worth all the all, all the ups and downs and the suffering uh, and 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 the, the drawbacks of being an entrepreneur. So kind of along that same line is like okay you've you know you're in banking you're dealing with people and people want you know a specific kind of thing like preconceptions going into you know coming to see you, but also now you're in an extremely creative space where clients have a preconceived notion of what they want and you have to somehow match it. How does, how does that like affect you, like you and like the workspace, like we're dealing with clients because there's an expectation and there's a reality and you have to somehow sometimes softly or harshly break it to them that, you know, not everything is going to be, you know, the exact yeah. same. 
No, I, 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 I get where you're going, but I think no different than any business. Uh, I mean, the creative part, yes, is, is, is harder. Uh, you would think it's harder, but at the end, we have a process and we have a system that has been proven to be successful. So we we position ourselves as trusted advisors for our clients. And look, we've been doing this for, for many years. Um, we process millions of words. Uh, we know what works. We know what doesn't quite work, but we try to, we have a process to capture what the client really wants and where we, where we come in is in the process, right? We don't, we don't give creative direction. If they want us to talk about something, well, we'll talk, we'll do the best talk about that something that, they, you know, we do the best piece that we can about that something that they have to say. It's not, it's not for us to tell, you know, we don't give them creative gotcha. direction. They have to come with their own with their own ideas of what they want. What we give them is a, is a platform and a process that is going to make it happen in a very seamless way. Um, we have the most obscure topics and ideas, uh, but um, you know, writers are storytellers. Writers are also like journalists, and and a good writer is it has a good journalism kind of backbone. Whether they went to school for journalism or not, but yeah. they, they they're good researchers and they're they're good storytellers. So that's what makes a good writer. So you can come with with many 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 topics, and they will figure out how to write about them. So, almost kind of sticking to that, um, a lot of I mean, you have quite a few clients on all these different avenues, right? With all these different ideas. Is there a different kind of approach to like servicing clients? Like, is it more of a transactional or is it more like a relationship building because it is writing? Like, it seems like very like niche on, on, on that front. I don't know if it's niche, but um, we have a very specific idea client profile where we are going to be more successful and the client is going to be more successful. Um, and, and we treat this as, as, as relation. We, we're more, we're very interested in relationships and long-term partnerships because, um, our service, it could be transactional, but it's going to be hard in the long, in the, in the long run, right? We have to have a very open communication and really good understanding of what, the, what, what's that we're trying to achieve. So we have, we have very highly trained uh, people on, on our on our on our on our team that not only understand writing but they understand SEO, they understand content marketing. So we can position ourselves as trusted advisors. But for you to be a trusted advisor, you have to develop a relationship, and you have to understand and kind of almost sit sit on the same side with the customer because uh, that's how we see each, uh, ourselves. It's like a part, we're a partner, we're an extension of your team. Um, so let me understand your goals. Yeah, we know you want to get stuff written, but what, what are you trying to achieve with that? What is your, your end goal? So we, we go deep to try and understand those those goals. And we are very judicious on, on taking the clients that we think are going to be successful. Sometimes we have got to say no and say, look, we're just not, you're not a fit. We're not a fit for you. What you need is a little bit different. And there's a lot of other great shops out there that could uh, serve you better. But um, that has helped, that, that discipline has helped us to keep a, you know, a really good reputation so we can deliver on what we promise, right? So we have standardized in a way how we approach clients and how we approach the process. And it's not going to be a fit for everyone, and that's okay. We don't want to be we don't want to be serving everyone because if we serve everyone, we're not good for any particular uh, any one of them. So, uh, yeah, I think we fo- we focus on, on certain certain profile of clients. So, okay, is would there be one piece of advice, right? If you could, 
one piece of advice on how to start a relationship like that with a client to where you can be like it it doesn't have to be you know the the, the entire process but it, it but if you were gonna say i would start here to start building a trustful relationship what would you say yeah so i think it starts with genuine curiosity right and you go into into the conversation what can I give you today that you can take away with you that is going to be useful for you? You go as a giver with a, a given mentality instead of a taking mentality, right? But also you yeah. go with, with genuine curiosity, meaning, okay, what are you trying to achieve? What are your goals? I know you, your goal is to write these blogs and all this stuff, but what is really the, the end goal? What are you trying to do with that? How, how are you measure? How can I, what is success for you? How can I help you be successful? If, and I ask, I ask this question to many clients, like if you had a, you know, a, a genie uh, or a magic wand, what would a perfect service look for you? And what would that make your life amazing? And you would say like, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're saving my life kind of thing. So, and I ask those questions and generally curious, you know, interested in, in what is success and how can I help you? A lot of people go into, how can I sell you something? How can I get money out of you? Yeah. But I think that that trust needs to be earned. So can I give you a piece of, and sometimes it's unsolicited advice from clients, but we give them or we offer them our perspective on the, on, 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 on the market and, and, and they have questions about okay, how, how are other people doing this thing? So we bring, you know, a best practice and say, look, based on what you're telling me, there are a few things that, you know, probably we think, you could be doing better on this, on this, on this, on this, and or and we bring this is what is going on in the mar- in the content marketing world. Um, here are some best practices, some of the things that we're seeing. Uh, that sometimes you know clients take that information, and again we, we give it because we want to come to the table giving something in it, not expecting anything in return, right? I think yeah. when when you go into a relationship, that's the only way to build trust because you if you go into a relationship trying to expect something right out of the gate, well you need to earn that something. Right, so I tell uh, we tell the team you need to go and earn the right for to ask for the business, and to earn that right you have to go and give them something, give them your perspective, give them some advice, give them some uh, industry knowledge, uh, ask genuine questions, you know, genuine curiosity, uh, and then you will earn the right to 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 ask for the business as 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 uh, you know times go goes along. But uh, building a relationship it, it takes time and and but the patient pays out right because yeah. then you have going to have a, ter- a client for the long for the long run and not a transactional a, a transactional business. Nothing wrong with transactional businesses, but you know uh, we're in the tech and we're in the service business, so uh, relationships are, are everything. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. Just going in with honesty and curiosity, just bringing yeah. yourself to it. Yeah, so, yeah, to give right, like yeah. not just to take. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It is a two way street. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, give it that. <laughs> you gotta you gotta start somewhere, and if you're the the, the, the you're trying to sell something, you're the, the service provider. Well, maybe you are the one to 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 make the the first step uh, to earn that trust and to earn the right to to ask for business. Exactly. So stepping away from business for a, for a moment, what do you do to get away, to have fun, to relax, just to like, okay, reset, let's go into the next day, the next, after lunch, the weekend? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I'm a, fa- a family guy, so I have uh, three lovely daughters uh, and a lovely wife uh, and a recently uh, adopted pet. 
so that keeps me busy. But uh, what I do for myself, um, I, I, I like to exercise quite a lot. So I practice Muay Thai, keep kickboxing. So I do that. Yeah, so this is a great stress reliever, uh, and I'm absolutely passionate about it, addicted to it. So um, that's probably my main my main thing. I, I also go, you know, regular workouts. I, in the in the winter, I I snowboard, ski, um, just play a little bit of golf here and there. But really, hanging out with my family, hanging out with with people I care about, and and my 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 fitness routine or my exercise routine is what keeps keeps me sane. <laughs> Well, I could possibly say it's the first uh, Muay Thai person we've had on. Uh, no, really? So, heck yes. <laughs> we're, 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 we're adding first to this episode, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, as been, as been, Muay Thai has been, has been a blessing for me because uh, I came into it uh, almost five years ago when, when I was going through a very, very rough time, uh, business and personal wise. So, you know, that... Um, taking my, my mind off all that by, you know, focusing on this and, you know, the discipline that you have to build and, and just the, yeah. the stamina and all the things that is, is not only physical, but mental uh, as well. So yeah, definitely feel, uh, feel that it feel the need for me back then. And it's still, so it's a big part of my life now. Now I'm with you. I'm, I swim still. So like, that's the same deal. It's just like, that's an amazing oh, word. It's so nice. Oh, it, yeah. it is a good workout. It also hurts sometimes, but, you know. Yeah, but it's better with your joints than, than running, for sure. Uh, yes and no. Uh, I would say it's worse for some some of your muscles and ligaments. Okay. So we'll, we'll balance it out. I used to be a competitive swimmer, so it's like oh, okay. that wear is still, still on me. But, you know, chill swimming is good. Yeah, good for you. No, I know it's, it's a hard workout, so good for you. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on Business Black Belts. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. If people want to get in contact with you, learn more about you, learn more about crowd content, is LinkedIn the best way? Is it going to be email? Is it going to be through website? LinkedIn is is probably one of the best ways. My email, um, yeah, is out there. So, uh, you know, Carlos Mess at crowd content. I love, you know. Uh, people to contact me and I'm not you know uh, that close about that um, so I love talking to people so yeah LinkedIn um, my personal email my personal email no my, my work email um, and then our, our website and Twitter uh, I'm not as active but uh, I'm, I'm starting to put some content out uh, that hopefully is, is helpful so people so um, yeah Twitter as well uh, Carlos J Mesa one um, that, that's my, my handle. Not very easy one, but uh, yeah, you can find me there. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on Business Black Belts. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and insane to all of our listeners. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. Thanks. Thanks.